the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Tired of the negative news and flash over substance? It's time for Today with Dr. Wendy. Dr. Wendy Patrick is a trial attorney, patriot, and Ph.D. with a passion for people and a penchant for politics. Dr. Wendy brings you the headlines, streamlined, news you can use. It's time to be informed, engaged, and entertained. Now, here's your host, Dr. Wendy Patrick. Good evening and welcome to our Mother's Day edition of Today with Dr. Wendy. My co-host, Larry Dersham, and I are delighted to have you join us tonight. And we hope that you have great plans for Mother's Day, whether you're celebrating with your mother, with people that have a mother, or with other mothers. There are just so many different ways in which you can celebrate the holiday. Uh, The brunch reservations are probably already full. The weather should be nice. Maybe you can dine outdoors. We hope whatever you have planned, that you have a wonderful Sunday. We, on the other hand, also are astutely aware of a Mother's Day-related leaked opinion that came out this week. And yes, I'm talking about the leak of the draft of the Dobbs opinion regarding the overturning of Roe versus Wade. So there's been a lot of talk about it this week, and everyone, no doubt, has heard a little bit of the coverage, if not a lot of the coverage, maybe more than they want to have heard about the coverage. But one of the things that uh, may have been lost in the mix for some people, especially if they are just catching highlights and reading headlines, is the fact that there's nothing in the draft opinion that says that abortion is going to be outlawed in the United States. It gives the power to regulate abortion back to the states. So what will essentially happen is more conservative states will enact stricter rulings of stricter regulations of abortion and liberal states will have less restrictions. And that will be the way that lawmakers will craft, no doubt, new laws. They're probably doing it right now behind the scenes that will govern when and if you can get an abortion in that state. So in California, we probably won't see very much difference because we are typically a democratically controlled state, uh, a blue state, as we often say. Um, Some of the red states already have uh, restrictions that have also made headlines. We've talked about them on the show, places like Mississippi and Texas. Mississippi, of course, being the state that uh, the Dobbs decision focuses on, that's what the Supreme Court case is about. But Larry, you know, what we really try to do here on the show, and I think we generally do a good job of it, is focus more on sort of the nuances and how sometimes misunderstandings can color um, voters' appreciation of what exactly they're voting on when headlines sometimes scream so loudly, the practical reality of some of these new laws get lost in the mix. That's true with Roe versus Wade being overturned too, isn't it? Uh, Yes. The decision was leaked to Politico, which is a left-leaning website, 
And it was interesting. I, I looked up Politico. I went there and they encourage leaking on the front page of their website. They say contact Politico. And uh, if you have some information, we, we have ways to keep it you anonymous and to keep it secure. So one of the questions is, uh, this is, there's been a few leaks before, but not to this extent. This was a leak of a full draft decision. And that has never happened before. Well, they used to have something called a 22nd rule. And way back when, when this had happened before, but to a lesser extent, they said if a clerk or a member of the court, well, especially the clerks, is caught talking to the media or the press, it'll take 20 seconds to fire that person. And (laughs) uh, that has happened. There was a case way back in... uh, well, basically, Roe v. Wade uh, is a gentleman by the name of Larry Hammond. He was a Supreme Court clerk who shared the news with a Time magazine reporter, resulting in the story appearing hours before Justice Harry Blackman announced the vote. But again, that was a finished, completed opinion. He didn't leak the decision. He just kind of gave a heads up. Uh, the decision was like uh, just ready to be released. So, you know, Larry, I thought you were going to say that nobody can talk to a reporter for longer than 20 seconds because there's really <laughs> not a lot you can convey in that time. Yeah. But, you know, the leak here uh, seemed to have, have happened in a way that's traceable. I mean, the um, Chief Justice John Roberts, who's livid about the the betrayal of the sanctity of the court, um, basically said the 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 marshal of the court is the agency that's investigating it. But they do have clues to work with. I mean, they can look at the way it appears to have been maybe photocopied. It looks like it was highlighted. I mean, there are there's indicia that will lead them down a trail where ideally. They'll be able to catch the perpetrator. And Larry, you and I both know that there may be some criminal liability, depending if they stole it, if they hack into a computer, if they misappropriated government documents. I mean, there are ways in which this could be more serious than just a breach of trust. I think so. I think it's been compared by some as uh, basically equivalent to the leaking of the Pentagon Papers. Way back in 1971, uh, they had leaked uh, just a thousand, multi-thousand page draft of of the uh, United States government position on ending and winding up the Vietnam War. It was a complete breach of compromise. It was was in the headlines for, I think, even years. They're still talking about it. And people are saying that this leak... that just happened regarding the Dobbs decision is equivalent to the Pentagon Papers. And I think it could be, I've heard it compared also to a a judicial insurrection. Uh, Basically, you're attacking the third branch of government. And I think, this is my opinion, that they, if it comes necessary, hopefully they'll find this person, but I would even go to the the degree of a polygraph test for everybody in there. You have to find out who did this. They have to be made an example of, I'm not saying, you know, radical example, but they need to, I think, lose their job and I think be disbarred. Well, definitely it would be somebody would be disbarred if they you know, committed this kind of a breach. Um, I mean, the, the dishonesty, the uh, obstruction of justice, sort of I'm using that term just colloquially, you know, looking to um, subvert 
the proper protocol and procedures of the court. You know, I just find it so hard to believe that it would be a lawyer or a law clerk that would literally toss their career aside to do this. Um, one thing that we really hope we do learn, not only is who did it, but how they did it. And we also, you know, this this bit about intimidating the justices. Now, we all know those justices, they've got strong personalities. And the fact that they already had a draft decision and they had put their stakes in the in the sand, you know, less than two months before oral argument. It, it was clear during oral argument, Larry, where they stood. So uh, I suppose the breakdown isn't isn't a surprise. What's more surprising in the general public's eyes and, and is the fact that the I guess they've already been doxxed and yes. um, people have been protesting in and around their houses. I mean, we worry about protecting our Supreme Court. And that shouldn't be a hazardous job to be a judge. I mean, this is one of those areas where we think, you know, how in the world did the doxing occur to begin with? And then how can we protect the men and women who you, know, you shouldn't be risking your life to be on the bench? Of course. And what was interesting to me, I saw a press conference with Jen Psaki. They asked her this exact question, and uh, she seemed to be uh, to not care that much about the fact that they are doxing. So it was, it's a very worrisome thing. It would totally intimidate just about anybody. If you have people outside of your house, they know where you live, you have children or not. Very intimidating. But if you don't mind, uh, Wendy, I'm going to talk about another topic. Uh, there, there, there's a huge thing going on, folks, and uh, I'm going to talk about what is about to happen in Geneva, Switzerland. Say, what? Geneva, Switzerland? Uh, well, to, to kick this off, I just say there was, I saw a T-shirt. It said, whoever is controlling Biden is the worst president in U.S. history. Haha. <laughs> that, that's my little commentary. But anyhow, the WHO will be hosting its annual meeting, the 75th World Health Assembly, on May 22nd through 28th in Geneva, Switzerland. That's just a couple days away from here. And what is worrisome, they're going to introduce 13 amendments to the international health regulations. Now, those 13 amendments were proposed by none other than the United States, the Biden administration. If these amendments are approved, the WHO will obtain the authority to declare an international health emergency overriding national governments. That's right, folks. And what's so worrisome are these 13 amendments proposed by the Biden administration. Well, they have Article 12, Section 2, International Health Regulations of 2005, removes the requirement uh, of the head of the WHO he doesn't need the consent of the U.S. government to impose health lockdowns. Article 50, uh, 59 is also in a proposed amendment. Usually it takes 18 months to get these amendments through. Well, they're knocking that down to six months. Well, if you count the months, that takes it to November. So it may not even matter who gets elected in November, because if this is under uh, is passed, uh, they could pr- propose a lockdown. And basically, if you've been paying attention to Shanghai, it's the largest city in China. 26 million people since April 5th have been locked in their homes tighter than a drum, locked in their homes. And Bill Gates, he said this month, May, in May two, uh, 2022, he said that we haven't seen 5% of how bad COVID could be. Now, what does he know that I don't know? He might know something. He's a member of the World Economic Forum, and their plan is to have a one-world government. So I'm just going to be for, we, we're short on time here, but please, folks, please go to this website, don't you dare dot info. Don't you dare dot info. 
Uh, go and that will tell you all you need to know about this and then you need to call your senators your legislators write letters and do everything you can to get this uh, taken down because if they have the right to lock you down uh, they could do it for any reason at all including for climate change so that's my advice for today very serious topic folks it sounds kind of out there but it's very serious well, Larry, it's a, it's always a serious topic. And, uh, you know, we, we try to do the, the headlines with the silver lining. And the silver lining is that there's always something we can do about serious topics. And that's why we live in a democracy. Um, we're going to continue to talk about that a bit after the break. We're also going to be introduced to somebody who is just a delightful example of uh, not only a good mother, but on motherhood. And just in time for Mother's Day as well. So stick with us. You're listening to Today with Dr. Wendy. We are coming back in a flash. News cycle lowlights have no place here. You're listening to the headline highlights on Today with Dr. Wendy on The Answer San Diego. It's time for more news you can use. The headlines streamline. It's time for more Today with Dr. Wendy. Now here's your host, Dr. Wendy Patrick. Welcome back to Today with Dr. Wendy. I'm Wendy Patrick. Well, we have a very important guest with us for the second half. Larry, who do we have queued up on the line? Sure, Wendy. This evening, we're fortunate to have with us Dr. Marina Hoffman, who is an author of the award-winning book and video series entitled Woman in the Bible Small Group Bible Study. She's also a professor at Palm Beach Atlantic University and president of Moms for America in Palm Beach County. Welcome to the program, Marina. Thank you, Larry. It's so great to be with you and Dr. Wendy and all your listeners today. Hey, I love the I love the title Moms for America. I mean, doesn't that just say it all? Moms for America. Um, I understand yes, that you're does. not uh, you're not only active in that group. You are a professor um, there in Florida and an, an author. I mean, but you also I understand homeschool your three year old. That has got to be a full time job in and of itself. How would you advise other moms on the eve of Mother's Day? How in the world you keep all those balls in the air? You know, Dr. Wendy, let me share from my heart. It's my greatest struggle, but I'm also growing in it. I'm trying to be present all the time. And, you know, there's all kinds of demands on us, and we do need to have our phones, and we do need to stay connected. But I think there's also a demand on us, if I can say it that way, a calling from God to also take time to shut down, to look at our child, straighten the eye. I like to say to hold them with both hands, right? Not to hold them with one hand and a phone in the other. So I try to shut down Dr. Wendy and be present as often as I can. And then the times when I'm busy, my daughter's very understanding. Well, Marina, given that you wrote the book literally regarding women in the Bible, why is it important for us to know about moms and women in the Bible? 
know, I think we all need role models, and where better to look than to the Bible, to characters who were so incredibly faithful. And Larry, I love that so often women in the Bible were ordinary people who simply were willing to say yes to God and humble enough to trust God whether or not they had fear. So these women are such incredible models for my life and inspire me to courage and faithfulness. And I think also with my daughter, I want her to be all she can be in Christ. And again, what better model for her than women who have gone before her to do incredible things for God? I don't know if you have a favorite mother in the Bible. Uh, you might say Mary, <laughs> but I mean, maybe um, maybe you have a couple, a top 10, top five list of some of the most inspirational mothers of the Bible, given that you wrote the book on it. I'm just curious. Yes, Dr. Wendy, you know, the mom, the mom that speaks the most to me is Hannah. And I think it's because I share her same struggle with, which was, I also had infertility. And so here we have a woman who is struggling. It seems like an impossible situation for her. And how beautiful that she's willing to take it to God in a prayer that is heartfelt and real. And then incredibly, we have this verse in Scripture. After she prays, she got up, she ate, and she went on her way, and her face was no longer downcast. And to me, when I read that, I thought, that's unbelievable. God hasn't answered her prayer yet. She still has sorrow, and yet she's able to move forward in faith and trust in God and to find joy and meaning in life. So that spoke volumes to me before I had Willow. And then just like Hannah, God does work a miracle for her. God worked a miracle for me. And so I try to continue to live my life trusting God and holding my head up high. Even Dr. Wendy and the the news is not so positive. Uh, Marina, with all that's going on in our public schools, uh, in our culture today regarding gender, gender confusion, and so on, why is it important now more than ever that both kids and adults learn about the great examples of courage, leadership, and triumph provided by the woman in the Bible? Well, this is a great question, Larry, and I think we can find courage because so many times they're ordinary people, and yet they said yes to God. And then you look at the portrayal of women in Scripture. I mean, we want our boys to become men who respect women and not simply regard them as only human, but to see the beauty of what it means to be a woman and to be created as a woman by God. So it's very important, very meaningful, and I think we can ground our instruction to boys to respect women in God, to say, look how God treats women, and can we move in the direction of becoming more Christ-like and treating women with that kind of respect and love and honor, just like God does. You know, because we always try to um, sort of end the show on a high note, we were wondering, do you have any uh, favorite Mother's Day traditions, given that everybody's gearing up for Mother's Day tomorrow? Oh, my goodness. You know, Wendy, uh-huh. my favorite tradition is to do whatever my daughter wants. And your listeners will think oh. I'm a bit of a pushover, and it's true. I totally <laughs> am. I'm just so overwhelmed every day with gratitude that I was able eventually to have a child. So I just say, Willow, what do you want to do? And I'll probably spend my fourth Mother's Day at a local park because that's what she loves. <laughs> wow. Uh, 
given the radical agendas being voiced, and this is personal to me, actually, because uh, I'm a, a now I'm a grandparent. Given the radical agendas being foisted on the kids today on many of our government or public schools, what advice would you give young parents that are contemplating sending their children to a, a government-run school versus a private school versus homeschooling? Do you have some advice along those lines? Well, Larry, for me, homeschool is very easy. My daughter loves to learn, and I love to teach, so it works for me. But my heart goes out to those who can't or have not yet found a way to homeschool. And let me give a word of encouragement, Larry, to know that you're a grandparent is such an incredible role to have and to know that you have a voice in those children's life. And I think sometimes as parents and grandparents, we can say the world has such a loud voice these negative influences are screaming at them all day long. What can we do? And I never forget, Larry, that the most important voice and example in our children's life is our own lives and our example. And even though the teacher might get more time with them, we have the opportunity to plant seeds that will be with them forever. And I think we look back on our own lives. We forget most of our teachers, but we never lose the influence of our parents. So to be encouraged that God has given us that role, it's a powerful influential and if it's possible to maximize our voice in children's lives, that's the ideal, I think. So for me, that's why I choose to homeschool. You know, uh, it is also true, as you mentioned, that uh, it's one thing, you know, you can tell your kids and train your kids in terms of what you say, but they do remember and they watch what you do. And I think one of the things that many people agree on is when there's a discrepancy between what one does and what one says, you know, do as I say, not as I do. The rules are for thee, but not for me. I mean, though, that kind of philosophy, um, I think, really colors any kind of leadership. But, but even leadership within the family, it's that that silent example, that silent uh, example that will probably permeate even more so than the words is, you know, what what does your precious little one see you doing and how does she see you treating other people? And you've got such a, a lovely, endearing voice. You know, sometimes um, many of us are echoically oriented where we, we notice vocal intonation and and kindness and patience and goodness, you know, all the Galatians fruit of the spirits that can actually be expressed uh, other than words, right? That's beautiful, and it's such a powerful message you give, Wendy, and I completely agree. And I think, you know, every morning I start the day saying, God, give me the fruits of the Spirit. And you know, Wendy, I pray that in front of my daughter. So we have a prayer time every morning, and she hears me pray every morning, Lord, I thank you for this, this, and my daughter, who is so wonderful and so Mm -hmm. precious to me. And God, today, help me to speak your words of life to her, and give me the patience I need throughout the day, and help us to have a day filled with joy. And then, of course, we have to pray for all the plants and her stuffed animals and every other thing she loves to thank God for. But as you're saying, Wendy, when she hears me say that, I'm declaring to God in a very vulnerable moment of prayer, very honest moment, how wonderful she is. And I just hope that that will cover any multitude of sin I have during the day. But also being willing, you know, to say, Willow, I'm sorry. I was so impatient with you. I had a call in the middle of your talking, and I'm sorry. And to, you know, call myself out in front of her and to say it wasn't right. I don't agree with it. Please forgive me. And goodness, when they're young, they're so forgiving, right? But even when they're old and give us attitude, we're still planting seeds. You know, I, I looked, looked this up on the Internet to kind of refresh my memory. Uh, two of my favorites in the Bible, uh, Esther 
and Ruth. What do you think about those? That's a good example. And then one last one, somebody that's not didn't leave a, 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 lead a perfect life, but turned out wonderful. Uh, she helped the Jewish people. Rahab, uh, just some amazing, amazing examples of uh, incredible women. Yeah, Larry, that's three big topics. Let me say one point for each then. Esther, amazing young woman, but how did how is it possible that she did such great things? Apart from God, she had an uncle that believed in her and mentored her. And what a call to parents and grandparents to invest in young people like Mordecai did for Esther. And Rahab, look at the fruit. Like Naomi must have been an incredible mom to gain the kind of loyalty from a daughter-in-law like Ruth. And that always inspires me. You know, we never want to lose our children as they get older. So just a picture that if we can invest in them, we won't lose them, and they'll never break that bond of love we have with them. And then your last woman, Rahab, I love her because she speaks so prophetically, doesn't she? Yes. Even though she is not an Israelite, she looks those Israelite spies in the eye and says, God has given you the victory, of course, Larry, over her own people. So what a fearlessness and a bravery to speak words of truth and life, even if it meant personal sacrifice. Great. How can we get a hold of your website or to, to point people that way really quick? Sure. If our listeners can go on to Amazon, Women in the Bible, Small Group Bible Study, and it's about 13 books for my eight-week study, and the video series is completely free and open access on my website, womeninthebible.info. And I hope some of your listeners will connect with me. I would love it. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. Have a wonderful, safe weekend. And please join us next week for more of Today with Dr. Wendy. Headlines, the silver lining. Have a great weekend. God bless you. Happy Mother's Day. Thank you for joining us for Today with Dr. Wendy. You can learn more about Dr. Wendy and how to become a guest or sponsor of the show by visiting wendypatrickphd.com. That's wendypatrickphd.com. Tune in every week at this same time as Dr. Wendy will engage and inspire you with an upbeat viewpoint on the highlights of the day. This has been Today with Dr. Wendy on The Answer San Diego. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.